Welcome to the Blue and White Brothers, the podcast all about Penn State football. Conversation and commentary from a fan perspective. I'm Tom Gaffman. And I'm Andy Gaffman. And we are the Blue and and White White Brothers. Brothers. Two brothers. Two takes. One team. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blue and White Brothers. And I we... think you mean hey everyone. Welcome hey, back. Everyone. <laughs> I mean, <Woo! laughs> yeah, let's get this Woo! out. Yeah. <laughs> um, carry on. <laughs> what was I saying? I yeah, don't know. Something has happened uh, that hasn't happened in the history of Blue and White Brothers. We are coming off of a Penn State win, uh, 27 to 17 victory against the Michigan Wolverines. At the big house. Um, Jim it Harbaugh's was a- first loss to an 0-5 team. Michigan's first loss to an 0-5 team. Uh, yeah. I mean, Now, before is- <laughs> we get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it every single time I talk. And, like, for for context, we just beat a really, really bad Michigan team. <laughs> so, um, a, win is but- a win is a win. A win is a win. We- 1-0, baby. Yep. One this week, one and zero. Franklin finally predicted the correct team to win this week. Penn State, one and zero. But you know, before we get into the the, the full post game wrap up, uh, we are also coming off a uh, holiday weekend. Uh, it was Thanksgiving. Uh, Tom, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was really good. It was a, it was a pretty good Thanksgiving. Um, it was a bummer that the Ravens and Steelers game got pushed twice now. Um, but it was looking forward to watching that game Thursday night after, you know, um, g- gorging myself on on stuffing turkey mashed on potatoes. On twenty one pounds of turkey, if I, I mean, I didn't remember eat correctly, twenty one and a half pounds <laughs> of turkey. Uh, there's still plenty left, uh, but yeah, it was it was great. We, um, my girlfriend and I, Kate, we came over to our parents' house, yours and my parents' house, um, Rick and Kathy Gathman, and we we basically you know cooked up a feast for the four of us. We had a, an apple pie and a pumpkin cheesecake pie, and it, or pumpkin is that right? Cream cheese pie. Um, it was good. It was great. Uh, we had a we had an awesome time. I was but but I was antsy. I was I was inf- feeling the impending. <laughs> game of you know Penn State versus Michigan, um, and I was ner- I was nervous. I wanted to win badly. I really, really did, and so it was a it was I had some anxiety over that because you know even though we're zero and five, I don't know why I still care. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for me, uh, we went over uh, to some friends, um, our, our best friends. Uh, they're um, part of our COVID bubble. Basically, the only yeah, my parent, parents, non-family member, yeah. uh, you know, uh, outside of our household. And um, so we had we had Thanksgiving. It was just uh, you know their family, our family. Their kids are about our kids' age, and uh, it was great. Uh, you know, they did a lot of the cooking of the main uh, dishes. I uh, and Eileen provided some some sides and things like that. Um, but it was just a really nice day. I didn't think about Penn State football at all. I, I really didn't think about work at all. Um, you know, so it was, it was a really nice day. Um, and then the rest of the weekend, um, it, you know, it was just nice to have some, some you know, some downtime. On Saturday, you know, of course, we had the noon game. And um, – so Eileen and I kind of we hedged our bets a little bit on Thanksgiving because we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to be able to to hook up with another uh, family. We we thought maybe our family was going to get together, but maybe we were just going to be the four of us. And so 
I put in an order a couple of weeks ago for a 15-pound turkey mm-hmm. on the off chance we wouldn't be able to have Thanksgiving anywhere else. Gotcha. So Saturday was our second Thanksgiving. You cooked another turkey. I cooked another turkey <laughs> that was roasting in the oven whilst Penn State was playing Michigan. Ah, I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Um, so in in some ways, like, you know, that morning I was doing – uh, the prep for so you don't have to think about the Penn turkey State football at all? and the other thing. Yeah, exactly. It was sort of like you just focused tuned on that. in, and then boom, Penn State scores a touchdown, and we're yes, up. yeah. So <laughs> it was great, and so we had a, and then it was a savored uh, second Thanksgiving dinner in the wake of a Penn State win yeah, on Saturday. Um, but then, like the most beautiful thing of the whole weekend was uh, last night sitting around the fire pit with my wife as the sun was setting. It was a nice, mild evening. The geese were honking overhead, and uh, she and I shared a plate of Thanksgiving leftovers, heaping plate mm, of mm, stuffing. Leftovers. Mashed potatoes. Do you know what I've been... light meat turkey. Uh, um, the, I haven't had a... a it was thing. amazing. I haven't had a Thanksgiving. Well, that's not true. I had a Thanksgiving leftover dinner on, I guess, Friday night. But um, but I two two mornings in a row, I have created breakfast concoctions with with leftover Thanksgiving. I've I've done a basically I I made like uh, little potato cakes with the mashed potatoes, fried them up in a, in a cast iron uh, skillet, and then I heated the. Um, the stuffing and I made so basically I made a bowl. I made a bowl with a bo- the bottom layer was stuffing with a potato pancake on top of that. Then I made my own chipped beef gravy with the turkey gravy and sliced up corned beef, uh, diced it all up and put it in. Heated that gravy all up and made like a like a, a you know a breakfast gravy. Poured it over the potato. Poured it over the stuffing. Then put two fried eggs on top of that. And just went to town and it was delicious. Dang. Yeah. That, that It feels like that needs a name, <laughs> like that dish needs I think a name. I, I think I called it, I think we called it like a, the, a Thanksgiving, like the Viking br- Thanksgiving breakfast mess. I don't even know. I'm like, whatever. It, that, that's amazing. Yeah, well, was good. You know, it, it begs the question, you know, which is better, the Thanksgiving meal or the Thanksgiving leftovers? Leftovers. Why is that, by the way? Because you don't have to work for them as hard. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why. I think that's I mean, exactly why. It's, and it's nearly as good as the first time. I, I think, that's I the think it's thing. better. I think that there's something about it, the reheat. Like, some people like reheated pizza better than fresh out of the false. oven. That some people, know. I, uh-uh. no, that's not false. People are like that. Well, I, they're, I, they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess the opinions don't matter to you. All right, except your own. <laughs> well, let's let's move move along from Thanksgiving Look, and food. We we had a great weekend all around, and of course the the uh, the creme de la creme, the cherry on top, was the fact that Penn State got their first win of the season. And I I remember like at the end of the game, and I called you, and you know you were on speakerphone with uh, on my side, and and I heard mom and dad in the background. I was like, one and five, baby. And my dad's in the background. He's like, no. <laughs> we're undefeated. Yeah, we're one and zero. One how, and zero. <laughs> and I think I've said it in an earlier podcast. That's like every time, like you I did. would beat him, you know, in like chess or cribbage or whatever game we were playing, and like the very next time he would beat me, he would be like, "I'm undefeated." I'm undefeated. It was so yeah. annoying, but like it felt he, very rewarding. He's an antagonist. To hear him. He's an antagonist. <laughs> but it felt really he rewarding to, to hear these. him. Does do you he have really? Anything, do you have anything you want to say to him? 
No. Dad. I'll, 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 <laughs> I kind of I know mom listens to all of these. I kind of assumed that he he wasn't paying attention, but I think but, I, I I guilt tripped him into it recently. That puts so, me on my, on better behavior. I don't know how much of that. that he listens to. I have no idea. No. Um but no, <laughs> better anyway, behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to watch my uh, behavior. Dad's listening. <laughs> well, I just, you know. Anyway, uh so so yeah, I mean one and oh it's just a really good feeling. Um Yes, to, it to, is. To come, it's to Michigan. Get that monkey off our back. Yeah, and I don't I, I said it in the opening, a bad Michigan team, but it doesn't matter how care. bad. It's still Michigan. How bad. It's still Michigan. The, Especially the point in is that he didn't lose to a bad Michigan that's, team. That's true. That's that, you know, come right. on. Right. I mean, yeah, the the only thing the only thing worse than being a bad Penn State team would have been being a bad Penn State team losing to a bad Michigan team. Yeah, what what do you think like what what answer like if we lost, like what where oh and six with what happening? I mean well, obviously look, that's, it, would have that's, it would have been a more of the same from the previous uh, I, sure, week. Sure, you but know, like, just, it's just saying, more like, of the same more hang in there. Uh, you know, work the process, blah, Let's blah, blah. Let's do this podcast like Penn State lost. Okay. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so excited to be able to talk about a game in which Penn State won. And, and do you, you know, know what? Look, let's be honest. There were still some problems with this Penn oh, State for team. Sure. This was not a perfect performance. Uh, you know, by any means, but but we can celebrate winning a game. We for can the first celebrate time winning a game since November thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. First, can first, you believe first that first Big Ten regular season game since then? Mind you, I, I, wow. of course the the Cotton Bowl was on the twenty eighth of December, but we haven't won a Big Ten or regular season game since November thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. Did solid not year. see that coming. It's the thirtieth today. We're recording on the thirtieth. It's been a year. Well, look. So, here's what we're going to do today. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about the game story. We're gonna do a recap, kind of talk through the flow, how it happened. Uh, we might look at some details about you know what the team did going going through it. Um, but we'll try to sort of stay toward the the, the larger flow of the game, and then we'll pull back uh, a little further and just say what were some of the themes that we saw. Uh, what was the good? What was the bad? Um, that helped to contribute to that outcome, and then we'll um, take a, an even further step back and just look at the bigger picture. What does this win mean to the program going forward? Um, yeah, so let's dig into it, Tom. Um, and I'm like ready. you said, I got my shovel. Awesome. I got my spoon. I, I I'm going to dig into these mashed potatoes. We got some Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> let's to get dig into, into the meat of this. <laughs> totally. Um, I don't leave anything on the bone. Wow, I love the metaphors. Um, so, you know, we started off right off the bat uh, with a 10-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. I mean, that uh, we, drive took four minutes, 10 seconds off the clock to open the game. And I was reading some some write-ups on the game, and, and there were a number of writers who said this was the best-looking drive of the season. And I, 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 you know, I don't really have the other drives alongside it to compare, but I felt it certainly right. felt that it way. It felt good. It just felt like they were on schedule. Mike, they were doing what they needed to do. Yeah. I mean, it we, was, there was a good way to start. There were no plays for a loss on on the drive, okay? And Sean Clifford only had one incomplete pass. That was the only neg- negative play on the drive, I believe. I don't think I remember there being any penalties. Yeah, so, so I mean, a great way to start the game. You just sort of – it was like a little jolt. Like, you know, and for me, in my mind, I'm thinking – what does this say about how this game is going to go? Is it a sign? And I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to think it, you know. But then we follow up with, um, you know, holding Michigan 
on their first drive, nine plays, uh, 33 yards. We we they turned the ball over on downs. Yeah, and we stopped um, a, a, a um, it was a path on a pass. Excuse me, on fourth and two from our 40, 42 yard line. So they were knocking on field goal territory door um, doorstep, but. Uh, yeah, ultimately they they couldn't they couldn't keep it together and that and that you know you, you can you can point some of that towards the direction of their um, inconsistencies and their lack of ability to um, execute properly. Uh, you know, Cade McNamara that pass incompletion he had a he had a I think he had a couple of incomplete passes maybe maybe not but um, he was he's coming Cade McNamara is coming off a big game against Rutgers and he just got handed the keys to the Michigan offense which has been sputtering under Josh Gaddis in his second year mind you um, so it's not like this you know th- this kid's been been with um, you know he's been with Josh Gaddis all all year, and he knows what offense he's supposed to run. But he, you know, they they got off to the on the wrong foot to start their their game out with a you know going going for it on fourth and two and not getting it. So yeah, so and and again, it showed a little bit of life from our defense. Um, you know that we we held tough there. That's a that's a play that we've given up a lot this year. Um, and so it was really nice that that we kind of. You know, held on to the lead, and then we got the ball back and moved the ball again. Unfortunately, that's when we started to see some of the old Penn State. Um, you know, we – I think this was the part where we had, uh, you know, a fourth and, and one. Yeah. And then had a From false start. From their 26. Had a, right? We were just knocking on the red zone, then had a false start, pushed us back to the 31. A Jordan Stout missed a field goal. Looked like it was going through and then just total wildly yeah. dog leg. Yeah, I don't and know I don't if it was like that windy was, that day or what. I don't know, or just a bad spin on the ball. But that it's like, oh, yeah. here we go again. And then, so following that missed field goal, Michigan puts together a really good-looking drive. Well, I mean, it was good-looking in part because we – let him get a, a huge 60-yard run, 59-yard run, uh, first play of that drive at, right after we'd missed that field goal. And it just felt like momentum had swung in their favor. Michigan tied it up 7-7. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, Michigan coming into the, the game was 103rd in the country in running the ball in the country coming into the game. So so you, you you'd like to think that hey, you know, um you know, maybe our Penn State's tackling issues can get going against this um you know, you're, you you got a backup QB plan, you know, coming in for Joe Milton. You've got uh you know, Michigan's five-star running back Charbonnet not even playing in this game. I you know, rumors of his transfer are probably only getting louder at this point. He didn't he didn't even play at all. Didn't didn't carry the ball once. Hassan Haskins new starting running back. You think to yourself, Penn State's defense can get this going, but really they just out of position way too many times on runs and 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 leaked like a sieve um on this particular play where you know our defenders are shanking tackles they're totally out of a you know out of position on assignments um gaps and and to Michigan offensive linemen's credit they they blocked us well when they needed to at least on some of these big plays yeah so their touchdown uh closed the first quarter effectively and you know I felt like oh man 
what started off as a as a good solid effort now we're tied up momentum is in Michigan's favor and you know I just I started having that same old feeling of like doom and gloom that I yeah. felt for all the other games um you know at that point um our offense stalls out a little bit. Uh, Sean Clifford got hurt in there. Um, Levis came in for a little bit. And I, I was just, I, you know, it just felt like things were starting to fall apart. Um, we traded we traded punts a, a few times with Michigan. And then toward the end of the of the half, right, we, we had – we yeah, had well, a we, couple of good drives. Yeah, well, after uh, after that Michigan touchdown drive, we exchanged punts. Uh, you know, back right, to exactly. back to back. You know, we we, yeah, we punted, I, they punted, we punted, they punted, and then we put together another, you know, solid drive, and 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 it really just kind of, um, it was basically the emergence of Parker Washington as as a wide receiving, consistent wide receiving threat. It really started showing up here because, you know, uh, I think on third and eight on, on um, you know, I forget when in the second quarter this was, but, um, you know, I think it was seven minutes left in the second quarter when we when we yeah. got, you know, sometime around then. And Parker Washington broke a tackle for 22 yards. I think he actually broke four tackles and missed or like evaded a fifth tackler somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, it was a it, real. It was, it was awesome. He didn't even go down. And run. He just he got to the the sideline and got out of bounds. Like, he, he, I mean, he wasn't taken down at all. This guy has got some some drive and some fight in him, and that's for yeah, a, so re- that was for a, a true that was freshman. A third, wow, that was a third and eight, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, at the end of sort of that first series, um, you know, here it is, third and long. Clifford's back in. Oh no, you know, um, and. You know, we're going to punt the ball back, right? But uh, Clifford finds Washington. Washington makes a great run. You know, we're really – we're going again. And um, this drive was a little bit unlike the first drive. First drive was like, you know, very consistent, very on schedule and that kind of thing. We had this big 22-yard uh, pass play from Clifford to Washington. And then um, after getting another first down, um, a couple first downs, uh, Clifford has a big 28-yard run uh, up, you know, sort of up the middle on around the sideline, deceptively fast. He avoided some tacklers and and got into the end zone for our second touchdown of the day. So really, that it was a drive, beautiful run. It was a real beautiful. It was run. a great run. And I think it was a, a broken play too. It was not an it was not a designed run, if I remember correctly. And um, yeah, so it was just a really good scramble drill. Um, you, know, you know, for what it's worth, um, uh, you know, we kind of scratched our heads a little bit. You know, seeing how well Kevon Lee was running, kind of leading into that drive. Um, Kaziah Holmes, yeah, Kaziah Holmes was on that drive the right. whole drive, and he—I mean—he didn't have any, you know, tackles for loss. And I—I I think the running backs in general, I think there's only one tackle for a loss by a running back, uh, and it was because Kevon Lee tripped himself in the backfield, and that wasn't on this drive. Kaziah Holmes on this drive, two yards, four yards, eight yards, two yards, ten yards. You know, and then that's when Sean Clifford broke that twenty-eight yard. You know, because we were, we were running him. You know, uh, we were running Kaziah Holmes effectively, and he and he broke some tackles and and spun out and got some first downs for himself. It, he got, I think, he got uh, two first downs himself on the drive, uh, and then Sean Clifford only had one incomplete pass. And you know, with that Parker Washington twenty-two yard completion and his twenty his own twenty-eight yard touchdown run, it was just a it was a solid drive. And you and you mentioned staying at, on schedule. You know, we only had that one third and eight, and the the rest of these plays all happened on first or second down. 
So, yeah, Zion so, Holmes ran well on that drive, and and it was it you know staying ahead of schedule, staying staying ahead of the the chains, if you will. Like that was crucial in some of these touchdown drives for us. Yeah. So with um, with three minutes uh, to uh, to go, three and a half minutes to go in the quarter, in the half, excuse me, uh, we're up uh, by seven, mm-hmm. and um, you know we we end up uh, holding Michigan to a three and out after that. And I'm thinking, oh boy, maybe we, we can add to this lead. And then we ourselves get held to a three and out. I mean, you know, yeah. only hold the ball for a minute 32. Um, only get four like, yards. Only got four yards. It felt like not great clock management. Yeah, and, and oh, totally. You know, we're going to give the ball back to not Michigan. Not game management, with, not good game management again. Exactly. Just, you know, um, we're going to give the ball back to Michigan with enough time for them to score. And that's when, uh, you know, a huge turning point play happened in the game. The only turnover of the game, by the way. Yeah. Um, where we punt it down and, um, you know, I don't know what happened, but the Michigan receiver trying to make a uh, play. Just bounced um, off his chest, off his arm. It was not, there was not a lot of room to run, you know, uh, but he did not fair catch the ball um, and and looked like he was going to try to make something happen. Must have taken his eyes off the ball, squirted right through his chest, bounced off his knee and right into the waiting hands of Drew Hartlob, who made a sure-handed grab, took it to the ground. And, you know, Penn State is now in business with the ball. It's on the Michigan 27, the minute 15 left. And I'm thinking, wow, we're going to go up. We're going to go up maybe with 14 points here. That's a huge momentum swing. Yeah. Um, now, what happened in actuality, um, this to me was probably the most frustrating sequence of the whole game for me. Um, <laughs> it, you know, we, it just, it, we, we took weird timeouts you know, that we yeah. didn't need to take. Yeah, curious um, timeouts. We didn't make we didn't force Michigan to use any of their timeouts to try and somehow get the ball back on from for themselves or or you know, f- you know, force a field goal for us with time on the clock for them to go and score too. Cause, you know, I just it, my my brain was going a million miles an hour just thinking to myself, use your timeouts wisely here. And they they didn't really uh, yet again. No. No, you know, we took a timeout after a first down, for example. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, you know, the clock's going to stop to reset the chains. Um, you, you know, so it just it just felt funky. Now, nonetheless, we did get a pair of first downs. Um, uh, Sean Clifford, you know, made some good plays. A complete pass to Jahan Dotson for nine yards got us to the Michigan fifteen for a first down. Then he ran for ten yards uh, to get us a first down down to the Michigan five. Yeah. And so then we have a first down and goal with 46 seconds to go. We had just gotten a first down. Uh, and we called timeout. Bounds. No, they didn't call timeout there. That's when they spiked oh, the ball. Yeah, yeah, they spiked the ball. I'm sorry. On first right. down. They spiked the ball So the clock there. starts running with 46 seconds left. And these are Division One athletes. You know, Sean Clifford, your, you know, veteran second year starter. Yeah. And rather than calling a play at the line there, uh you know, uh which, you know, if you watch football for any length of time, you know, a quick pass there to the end zone, it's either going to be incomplete or a touchdown. But instead they spike the ball with 46 seconds. That's what you do if there's like No, no, 10 no. I, ha- I have it here. I I watched the game yesterday. It was um uh, let's see here. We we, we lost nine seconds uh, off the clock before Franklin called the spike. At yeah, twenty-seven right. seconds left. 
Okay, so so the clock is running at that yeah, point. Yeah. Down to 27 seconds when yeah, yeah. he finally spikes the ball. But again, yeah. why don't you just call the play? Even with 27 seconds on the clock, that's plenty of time to call a play. Let yeah. another five seconds run off. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're you not still get to, two plays with we 10 give them seconds. the ball back. We give them the ball back with 15 seconds after. And we, we had timeout. Uh, we had timeouts in our pocket too. Yeah. So you know, I, to me, I it just it was you. You basically wasted a, a play. Um, and we threw. By the way, we threw. Uh, a fade. <laughs> a yeah, a fade goal. to Jahan Dotson, which we we haven't hit a single fade, <laughs> no, I think, not a, all season. all year. Not all but year. But again, if you're going to call a fade, like if you're going to call a low, what for Penn State's a low percentage fade, like why don't you call that on that first down play? Get up to the line, call it quick, catch him off guard, maybe you hit it, and if you don't, then you come back with a clock stopped and have a chance to call two more plays. I mean, But instead, it, it, they spike the ball, basically – called a very low percentage play on that second and goal. And then on third and goal, you get, uh, you know, I think Clifford had to scramble around. It was, you know, incomplete pass. Yeah, he, um, he got flushed and he threw just out of the end zone. Yeah, so so then, you know, with... with but he didn't like, turn it over. <laughs> look, that's the we good thing is... didn't pop the ball up. There know? was no turnover. You didn't get sacked at 20 yard for a 20-yard loss. He didn't get sacked so, at all in the first half. He didn't so, get sacked... But, yeah, no, he didn't get sucked in the first half. I don't believe it all. So, so the, you mean the good news is you managed the game well. You got into field goal range, and and you end up kicking a field goal, you know, effectively to end the game. Michigan had a little fifteen second possession at the you know, and they just downed that. it. You know, if right. they had if they had half a quarterback, they might have tried to do some more with it. But it, cl- it was clear that Harbaugh was content going into the half, uh, only down ten as opposed to well, down and, and that for me, more. you know, was enormous. For the first time all season, we went in at halftime not losing. Yeah. We went in with <laughs> a lead. Not only were we not losing, we went in with a lead. We went in with a, a, a double digit lead. Double digit we, lead. We won the second quarter 10 to nothing. Um, and we did not. Um, you know, one. You know, once we scored our first touchdown, we did not. Uh, we were not losing at any point during the game. So le- coming into the game, in my brain, I was like, "Listen, we need to keep this game to within one score at yeah, most. You know, like ten points. But like, you need to keep this within one score. And it, what what really happened is we were up by one score almost the entire game, at least one score. It's pretty so awesome. Co- Pre- pretty so impressive co- to go on the road. Yeah. To do that, you know, a noon a noon kickoff with all these freshmen on offense, and we well, started and five holiday, freshmen we, on offense. No less, where you don't get the the usual trappings. There was none of the fun stuff. There was no there was no Thanksgiving meal. There was no getting together with family. All that. Right. Stuff. I mean, it, it really could have been, you know, people could have become out flat, depressed. You know, here we are in dreary old Michigan. You know, I mean, and it was this, a sunny day, but <laughs> well, whatever. It's Michigan. <laughs> um, so not, you know what I mean. It's like like they could have come out flat, and they, they came didn't. out sharp. Yeah, they didn't and, come out. They didn't come out flat. And, and we go into halftime with a with a lead, and you know, at that point, I'm going upstairs to check on that turkey, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself. 10 points. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah, no. No, you're not you know? you're not super comfortable. You're happy. You're but yes. you definitely like I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you that I've got you know, coming out of the half, getting ready for that third quarter, my brain is thinking we need to score again and get up on these guys because I am worried that we will, you know, let them back in it, you know, even even, you know, 
going into the fourth quarter, still up, you know, we we're still up by 10 points going into the, the fourth quarter. And my brain was like, I think we'll lose this game. I think, you know, at yeah, both I fans was, from I East. Was, I was getting fan, ready, ready for, for a lot. Yeah, I was sure. preparing myself mentally and emotionally, spiritually, all the above. And, but, but both fans from, you know, fans from both sides entering this game were both adamant that, hey, you know, you your team is going to beat my team. Trust me, we are the the more futile team that plays the game of We're football. We're the lowest of the yeah, low. Yeah, so <laughs> so that's just the the mind frame from a, a fan point of view is just you know we're we're gonna hand it over and but to our to much to our elation, Penn Surprise. State did not they did right. not re, you know relent. Now I, I I'll <laughs> say it wasn't until we scored that touchdown oh, in the sure. fourth quarter yeah, that yeah, I yeah. felt, I felt good, but you know, and coming out in the second half, it felt like we were flat. Yeah. You know, it felt like we, whatever we had in the first half, we didn't have in the second half, you know? Right. So we came out, Michigan scored a, a field goal on a good opening drive. We were lucky to hold them to a field goal. I felt, um, you know, they held onto the ball for almost six minutes uh, drove the ball 43 yards and and executed a, a good field goal when we when we're able to hold them. Well, at so, that point, I was go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, well, I'll let I'll let you continue and then I'll make my point, please. Yeah. So so after they scored the field goal, uh, we we traded punts. Um, Penn State's offense uh, did not look sharp uh, when we came out. Um, you know, we only had two series. Uh, Michigan held us, punted them. Uh, then we hold them to a three so and I out. Think, I think what ended up happening, Andy, is, is in my mind, is the offensive play calling got a little vanilla, and we stopped going away yeah. from Parker Washington. Um, he he up to you know we started eight minutes, we stopped throwing to Parker Washington. We stopped throwing to Parker Washington. He had uh, you know at the midway point of the third quarter, he had his ninth and final reception of the game for 93 yards. And then we didn't, we, we didn't get him involved moving forward. It was almost like they were, they were just trying to grind the clock down with our quarterback runs and Kevon Lee and Kaziah Holmes. And they were just trying not to lose the game by throwing too much and getting an interception that turns the tide. So I think that, you know, well, we had a and- little offensive lull that yeah. that you know you saw show up on the scoreboard because we we weren't scoring we weren't continuing to score and it gave kind of Michigan a chance to climb back within 3 yeah so so you know Clifford hit Parker Washington in our first uh our first drive of the second half for a 14 yard game uh that we had a pair of runs for 3 yards and a third and four um uh, on that second series that ended up being a Sean Clifford sack for a loss of six yards. I think that was his one sack of the day. I don't remember that play very well, um, you know, but, you know, anytime you get sacked for six yards, you know, when you're third and short, that's that's a bad play right there. Um, so we ended up punting it back. Defense held, Michigan to a three and out, and then we put together for our second possession of the half a pretty darn good drive. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, um, as has been the pattern in uh, Penn State uh, offense this season, we got into the red zone and we were not able to convert into a uh, touchdown. Uh, fortunately, we were able to execute the field goal well. Jake Pinniger uh, was put three points uh, on the board to keep the lead to ten. Now, um, just for what it's worth, that that a. Uh... 
Um, you know, Clifford had a huge 32-yard scramble on third and six. Um, you know, where Michigan blitzed uh, to get into the red zone. And, um, you know, ultimately the drive did stall, but, I mean, to get into a solid field goal, makeable field goal territory, Clifford had that 32-yard scramble, which was very important. So Yeah, I mean, his his scrambling ability today, uh, today, Saturday, yeah, Saturday. Um, really – Really felt like, in some ways, was a difference maker. Um, you know, totally was, totally was. It, it was, and I think that's a theme that that we saw from last year, and maybe we have been missing this year. It is not so much the quarterback run, but him making timely decisions to pull the ball down and use his legs to get uh, some some yards, which we might otherwise not have gotten. And there were a couple of critical points, like you said, uh, on this drive. Um, also the touchdown in the first half where it was, a you know, Sean Clifford seeing his receivers covered, quickly making the decision to pull the ball down and and run for open field. So uh, again, you know, another he made good long, decisions. He made he good decisions. He did make good decisions. He wasn't uh, dancing in the back backfield too much. He wasn't holding the ball for too long. Other than that sack, you know, uh, the lone sack on the day, which kind of just was a really pedestrian him like not moving in the pocket and not sensing and being aware of these deep defensive tackles that were at his feet essentially that they were on the ground and got him. You know, but um. So, so we yeah. we end the uh, the third quarter basically, um, you know, with a draw uh, in the third quarter, yeah, and holding that ten point three three going yeah. into the fourth quarter, and I'm starting to feel maybe a little optimistic that there's a oh, chance yeah. we could sort win of. this game, sort right? Of. <laughs> and what do we do? <laughs> we give it up on the ensuing drive after we kick the ball off is. We give up. Well, first of all, we, we kick, kick it off out of bounds. Out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, Jordan, please. We, we, he was. He, by the way, Jordan was mad at himself on the sideline, walking back and forth, not talking to anybody. Just ticked off. So, yeah, I'm he, sure he won't be doing the, that anytime soon again. That's not the standard we've come to no. to know from Jordan. I mean, he's kicking it out of the back of the end zone most of the time. Yeah. So you know, but then, but then McNamara had an incredible throw. Over top of Daquan Hardy, which, by the way, Daquan Hardy's playing pretty darn good football on the day uh, in the the sense that he's coming in for uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, who's still not playing with the team. And, you know, 28 yards over the top, kind of a 50-50 ball uh, along the sidelines, and, and Daquan Hardy just somehow doesn't make a play on the ball like the receiver catches it, was, it off his it back. It was good coverage. It, just, it was great coverage. It, it was a great play. Yeah. I mean, Hardy, if he had turned his body a little differently, might yeah. have been able to intercept it. Yep. Um, you know, so maybe that's youth and experience or perhaps just a great play by Michigan's receiver. It was a lucky throw for Michigan more than it was like a great like you, 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 nobody on Michigan's fan, you know, sideline, anyone was like expecting to have that completed. Let's put it that right. Way. But but nonetheless, now instead of being on their own thirty-five, now they're on our thirty-five. Effectively, right. um, defense stiffens, and a we get them bit. to a, we get them to a third and four, and then one of the themes of the day: a defensive offside penalty against Jason Oway gave him a first down. Yep. 
and and it's, it's that it's to that, keep their like, drive going. It's that clap then, that that they do that the, right. the quarterback clap that's been get, it got a bunch of our defensive linemen all on the season day. like against yeah. Ohio State too. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. guys, come on, discipline. So three plays later, Michigan is in the end zone, and now all of a sudden that comfortable. With some explosive running by Corum, uh, their backup yeah, running. Very quick drive. They almost no time taken off the clock. You know, 13 minutes left in the game. And now the, the lead is cut to three and momentum has swung. And it just, and, and, again, I'm feeling like, well, you let know. Me just talk about the momentum real quick because it's yeah. not just the touchdown being scored that's the momentum. On on Michigan's the way first, it was scored, and the Michigan's first, yeah, the drive, the way it was scored, it was demoralizing because of penalties and the lo- the long throw, you know, and an otherwise like truly pathetic uh, passing effort by Michigan's quarterbacks on the day. Um, but but you know, our linebackers have been very underwhelming this this year, and 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 Ellis Brooks. You know, is 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 one of them, and he on the first drive, first touchdown drive by Michigan, he gets completely trucked and gets run completely over onto his back. He wasn't even blocked in the play, and and Hassan Haskins ran him over for a touchdown on the goal line. Guess what he did on this drive? Hassan Haskins ran over Ellis Brooks on the goal line again for that two yard touchdown run. I mean, this is yeah. the the 102nd ranked running co- team, 102nd, 103rd. Uh, ranked running team in the country before the game, and Haskins had over 100 yards. Their team had 174 yards on 27 carries for a six and a half yard average and and two touchdowns. And our tackling remains a big problem. So so that momentum you're talking about to me in that moment was like, geez, we can't get a. St- we, this is the fourth quarter that uh, you know that when where you they need come a back. stop, yeah, you need a stop. So you need momentum discipline. did not feel good. No, and <laughs> and as we said in you know in the second half, our offense also did not really feel like it was clicking the way it had at parts of the first half, and it's just like yeah, hit that low. I, I mean, to me, I'm like seeing a, a three and out, giving the ball back to Michigan, and then coming back. You know, and scoring a touchdown to go ahead, and yeah, I mean, and that was 13 it. minutes left in, in <laughs> yeah. the game when they scored that, and and we we were sitting there like. That's a lot of time left for, and they're they're within three. There's a lot of time left for them to come and score another touchdown or two. You know, they, they, are they just getting their juice right now? Like, what's going on? Is, can our defense stop these guys? They, they they basically have, you know, they they had many explosive running plays against us, and that was with their entire offense. We didn't even need to worry about the pass game too much, other than that one play that they hit, but. It's you know you're just really scratching your head on your defense here. They've made some stops, but they've shown themselves to to you know kind of give it up when they need to shut it down. So, 13 minutes left, and and we're just kind of just crossing our fingers as fans, hoping for the best. But uh, I mean, thir- so you know, we, we we get the ball with yeah. you know about 13 minutes left in the game, and we put together, you know. A drive that is as good, I would say, as good as that, as that opening, opening drive. drive. Yeah, it was. It was that a five-minute-long yeah. grinding touchdown drive. We fed, we fed Kevon Lee. Oh yeah, uh, multiple times. You yeah. know, and and really not many chunk plays in that drive. Uh, you yeah, know, Jahan Dotson pass play for twelve yards. 
Uh, well, I, that was, I'm I wanna, sorry. My I want to talk about. I want to talk about Dotson real quick. You okay. Know, well, we talk. Yeah, we talk yeah. about Parker Washington going kind of going away from Parker Washington. Uh, you know, early in the third quarter, with eight minutes left in the third quarter, we didn't throw him the ball again. Well, Dotson showed up finally, and on third and short to open the four, our first fourth quarter drive after that touchdown by Michigan. He got his second catch of the day and got you know grabbed a first down for us, which was really really important. And he you know Clifford continued to run the ball well, but then um, on second and five, uh, Kevon Lee was bottled up behind the line, not at, or at the line. Yeah, right I behind mean, Michigan the was line. basically stacking the box to stop. Totally, the run. totally, and and Kevon Lee. Bounced it to the outside like a veteran with, you know, uh, quick lateral movement. Uh, you think he stiffed arm a guy or two and ba- so had the vision and the balance and the power to to break it around the outside edge and take it down the sideline. And then he used Keandre Lambert, who was blocking the ball, blocking for him, blocking a, a defensive back down the field. And it was it was a it was a great block and and, and it was a great it was block. Great it was a great run, great vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. So my mistake. I said there were no chunk plays, but there there was that was a twenty four yard run. Yep. You know that that uh, you know really must have you know broken the the will of the the Michigan defense. You know because we were sitting about midfield at that point, and so to break off a huge run like that when you're stacking the box and throwing everything at them to to stop the run, just a great vision. I mean, we on went to run. him two more times. Uh, you know, right after that twenty-four yard run, you know, and he he was breaking tackles even after that and gaining positive yards. He broke a couple yeah, of tackles so here's, to pick up here's seven. Here's Kevon Lee on that drive. Okay, run for seven yards. Uh, run for twenty-four yards. Run for four yards. Run for eight yards. Because uh, uh, Holmes came in, ran for three yards, and then um, he finished off his part in the drive with a one-yard run. Uh, to get to the Michigan two, um, and there were a couple of uh, Sean Clifford passes in there, a few incompletions, another one to Jahan Dotson for nine yards um, on third and seven. Yeah, no, that was that was another. You know, that huge, was that was another game. huge game. You know, get, you know, I'm thinking, oh no, crucial gonna, catches by Dotson. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh geez, we're gonna get, and he get was a field fighting goal for here, extra yard, right? yardage on that. Because the field goal here, I mean, it does something, but it it really doesn't do enough. It leaves you, you know? open to, to right. So so that completion on third and seven uh, from Sean Clifford to Jahan Dotson for nine yards got us a first down. We're on now the three yard line. Uh, Kevon Lee for one yard uh, to Michigan two, and then on second and goal. Will Levis, you know, and here's the dreaded two QB system, <laughs> you know, yeah. Will Levis came in and he, you know, really, really nice effort to it, get it into was, the end zone. It, 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 does, it does not give me, um, you know, the warm and fuzzy to know that that was the play that was called yet again. I, know. I mean, like I mean, you and I were like looking at it thinking, oh, geez, here we go yeah, again. I, it's and like, just, by it's the very... way, I think it was on a similar type of play against the Indiana game. Uh, in the Indiana game that Levis fumbled. Right. Where he came yeah. in in his first touch and, and you know, it's like, oh, all the bad things that could happen right now. Um, but, no, it was not a wasted play. It was not a turnover. And uh, put it into the end zone. So, you know, with half the the quarter gone, uh, we're back up by 10. Yep. Yeah, back up by 10. And it just, you know, kept our defense off the field. Really, I mean, I think that was a big part of it, especially after they just scored a touchdown. Nice five-minute drive to uh, to put give our defense a rest. 
Um, you know, so then we kick it off uh, to Michigan again. And, you know, this is sort of really crunch time at this point. Um, and uh, the defense showed up probably for the first time all season in a critical spot <laughs> in spite of some adversity. Okay. And this is that, that, you know, I don't want to call it infamous because no one's really going to remember this game long after it happened. But the infamous that, batted ball, that weird batted ball penalty. We had gotten a turnover. We, we had sacked McNamara. Um, you know, ball comes out and it's sort of squirting down the sideline and, um, you know, Jason Owe recovers it. Yeah. And, and it I mean, was it was like, an amazing play. It was an amazing play. It was play. amazing play by Daquan Hardy, the blitzing cornerback, to make the strip sack on Joe Milton, by the way. And, and like that, that play in and of itself, a strip sack, amazing. A positive yard, or po- sorry, positive play for the defense. Yeah, and then, then to, to pick and then up the because, fumble, right? Then because Owe had the common sense playmaking. No, it wasn't Owe. It was Shaka Tony. Shaka Tony, excuse me. Shaka Tony had the common sense playmaking ability to keep the ball inbounds. Not, not like he wasn't. It wasn't like a divisive play where he was trying to like break rules. Like he's trying to keep the ball in play so his teammate can grab the ball. Yeah. Like what else is he supposed to do? If he goes to fall on that ball, he's out of bounds before getting possession of the ball. So right. what's a what's a, what's someone supposed to do there? Yeah, I mean you have to try and keep it in. Look, that's, it was that's a it terrible was, rule. It's it was third rule. and ten, and if you know that rule, right? If you're aware of that rule, I, to me, this is an obscure rule. I, I don't, it's, I don't, it's a terrible I, I, I don't understand that rule. But it's, it's a, if you it's know a holy the rule, roller, it's a holy roller rule because yeah. back, do you know the back holy in roller, the day, Andy? Yeah. Do you know right, the holy right. roller? Tell me. The, yeah, well, it was uh, John Madden's um, uh, Raiders. They fumbled the ball forward like 40 yards and just kept kicking it forward until somebody, one of their players, fell in the end zone for a touchdown. And it was like, they called it the Holy Roller, and then they changed the rule after that. <laughs> right. But, but which to me seems like a totally different play than what happened. Yeah, but how do you, you know? draw it up? How do you draw up the rule? Well, I understand. I understand. I, you know, but like... Nonetheless, if you're aware of the rule, you can't that you cannot bat the ball, and that would be a ten yard penalty for crying out loud. He didn't even it, didn't even advance it. It just kept it from going out of bounds. You know, it it if you are aware of that, you let it go out of bounds, right? Because it had been third down, and so it would have been fourth and a mile at that point, and you're going to get the ball back anyway. So there's a still a little bit of like game awareness and and all that kind of stuff. But you know, honestly, it's just a weird. Weird rule. It's and, a dumb the, rule. I'll say it again. And, a dumb and, rule. And the dumb rule on uh, on top of it is that because it wasn't at the spot of the penalty. foul, it was a ten yard penalty from the previous spot. So at third and ten, that ten yard penalty now gives them a first down in new life. And I want to say this is where the defense would have really crumbled from there on out. Typically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we would have thought, <laughs> and, but and they didn't. Nope. Nope. They did um, not. <laughs> Joe Joe Milton comes in, um, gets eight yards. Uh, they get uh, on 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 third down. They they get the ball uh, to the just before the. I mean, it was not fourth and a yard. It was like fourth and inches, really. 
And, I'm sorry. So, uh, so that strip sack was on not Joe Milton. It was on McNamara. It was on McNamara. And, and and so so for what it's worth, the next play on first and ten after that that penalty, Cade McNamara threw an incomplete pass and then had to leave the game because his arm is hanging, and it's that it's that you know resurfacing of the injury that that um he ha- had in the first quarter. Right. And Joe, so Joe Milton, Milton com- comes, in comes in for a second time. Well, and he and he runs the ball well on his first run on right. for second. Second and ten for like eight, eight or nine yards, kind of um, picks his way and and sheds some tacklers and gets gets yeah, out now, of bounds. Now here again, there Michigan at this point is down by ten points. Yeah, and they're running the ball exactly. So <laughs> it, it shows you, you know, the confidence they have in their passing game. They, but th- basically they run we get, the next three plays in a row. Yes, including on fourth and one when Joe uh, Milton, big Joe Milton. <laughs> You know, he and he is stuffed. He's big. Now, he's two fifty. He's two hundred fifty pounds. And and I have I I watched that play this morning. Yeah. And let me just tell you, PJ Mustafer was the the fa- the base and foundation of stuffing that drive, stuffing that play. And he he was the base. And and uh, Shaka Tony came in kind of from the side and behind and ripped him back. Those two dudes made a made a big time. You know, effort to seal to seal the game, and even so how many times Jason, this season, uh, Jesse Lucetta, you know, put got got pushed there as well. It was just it was how a thing many of times beauty. this season have we given up a fourth and short or a third and short, where the other team got five pushed. losses worth? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh! And here we are, you know, really back against the wall, and uh, and we hold them. And the priceless look on Jim Harbaugh's face at that point. Was just it was worth it was worth yeah waiting through the whole game just to I mean, see the look on I his mean, face. I mean, if they were if they weren't already what, what what were they entering the game two and three now they're two and four what are they so if they weren't already two and three I that that's the kind of um, you know sequence of plays of 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 you know Jim Harbaugh in Michigan not getting a first down that would you'd see him be a little more animated on the sideline and a little more ticked off and throwing headgear and, you know, his playbook and all those things. But I think a more subdued Harbaugh just looked befuddled, confused, you know, disoriented. <laughs> and it was, again, it was a thing of beauty to, I would have loved to have seen him throw his headgear, but I don't think, I don't think at two and three, you're, you don't have that same fire as like if you were, you know, four and one or something like that. <laughs> So yeah, we, we it was it was a great a great defensive stop, and it was it was great to see us, you know, especially after a decisive touchdown drive before that, just play yeah. complimentary football. And then and that when weird the game penalty the that when you thought you had stopped them and done the game changing yeah. play, and then you come back yeah. and you stiffen up and you overcome don't overcome that adversity. Yeah, it was just it was really good to see. And then and we're you seeing. Know, so the, we're seeing Penn State yeah. overcome adversity in this game, Finally. but in the season as well. Right. So, so you know, we get the ball back with five minutes and 37 seconds, and we hang on to that ball for a full five minute and 37 seconds. Uh, some more- To kneel uh, on he- it. To kneel yeah, on he- it. Heavy dose of Kevon Lee. 
and Will, uh, Will Levis. Levis came in and uh, you know we, punched we got a the ball. Favorable spots by, by we Will had Levis. a third and three that looked like we were stopped short. Totally. Um, unlike Michigan, who didn't get a good spot on that Joe Milton uh, fourth and short, we did get a good spot on that Will Levis uh, run at third and three. Yeah, they the whistle, gave us a the first whistle down. blew. The whistle yeah, blew, and like, like the guys kept pushing him forward. The offensive lineman the, it looked like they and, spotted it where he had ended up. You know, after the whistle, after stopped the whistle, blowing. yeah, for sure. I, so, I think so, so and Harbaugh you know, couldn't challenge it. Nope, it was on. You know, the, they were out of timeouts at that point. So, yep. you know, a little, a little bit of a break that went our way. Um, again, Kevon Lee then twenty-three yard run uh, up to the Michigan thirty, and then you know, one more uh, set of downs got another first down. Uh, Will Levis coming in on short yardage again. And I mean, at, that Kevon Lee the, run was another bounce to the outside, too. Yep, like, yep. We, we, they have been running him up the middle for the majority of the game. You know, he's a 230-pound you know, running back. And, and and it's just really awesome to see these bounces to the outside when nothing is up the middle because, uh, you know, all too often we just saw Devin Ford disappear into the line and, and never be able to break a tackle or, or get, get some vision to bounce outside. I'm not really knocking – um, Devin Ford too much. Uh, we hope he gets you know healthy and comes back and is able to contribute. But that was a part that was missing from our running game was getting to bounce these runs outside when teams are stacking the box. And it was just really pretty to see that again, you know, happen for a 23 yard chunk. You know, and at that point there's four minutes left in the clock, and then it was Will Levis time, and yeah. he had back to back runs for first down, back to back runs to pick up first downs to get inside the red zone. And at that point, with Michigan out of timeouts, the clock ran inside two roll, minutes. On, roll, roll. That was it. Uh, you know, and then at, at the Clippers Michigan got to down 16, the ball and win the game. At the Michigan 16, we saw something that we have not seen in yeah. uh, at least a year, which is uh, the offense in victory formation. And uh, Clifford ended up uh, kneeling uh, on third down as uh, time expired. Penn State the winner, 27 to 17. And so, Tom, let's um, – we've talked through the game flow. Let's talk a little bit about um, what are some of the themes – that we saw in the game. We've talked about some of them a little bit, but um, you know, things that we saw this game we that have. that maybe we haven't seen yet this season. Um, well, I mean, our defense outplayed their defense. Uh, we our offense outplayed their offense. You know, we had no turnovers. They had the special teams turnover. Um, yeah, uh, to me, team- I, 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 let me just stop you right there because I, to me, I think that is the number one key totally. to this game win is we did not turn the ball over. We won not the turnover once. battle. Yeah, uh, our two quarterbacks did not turn the ball over. They did not throw an interception. They did not put the ball on the ground. Um, perhaps even uh, more significant, our two true freshman running backs did not put the ball on the ground. We had a clean sheet as far as turnovers occurred, and that has not happened this season. If there's one thing that gave us a win today that that took away wins uh, previous games, it's that we didn't turn the ball over. I mean, Just that's why we never trailed in the game. Mistake. Exactly, we never trailed in the game because we didn't turn the ball over. Every time that we did something right, we didn't we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot and then give points back up to them through our mistakes. So, I don't even think we turned the ball over on downs. 
Um, no, it was I don't just think so either. every drive yeah. ended in punt or points, and uh, that's a way to win football games, you know. Uh, so, you know, I think the only time that we didn't end in punter points was when we, uh, n- you know, knelt uh, at the end of the game. So, yeah, that was it. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and hats off, by the way, to Sean Clifford. Um, he played a solid game. Look, it was not eye popping. He was no Trevor Lawrence. He was no Justin Fields. Uh, 17 for 28, 136 yards in the air. It, you know, it's not going to win any awards. But again, didn't turn the ball over, got over 60% completion rate, which has not been something he's been able to do often. He had 163 yards through the air, not 36. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, 163 yards through the air. Uh, he did have 73 yards on the ground, and Critical a lot of runs. those yards were, were were chunk yards based on his scrambling ability. That's the kind of rushing I like to see from Clifford, where you know he makes a quick decision and gets positive yardage if his receivers aren't open, as opposed to like the the grinding, punishing quarterback run, um, which I I just you don't want to see your quarterback take that kind of abuse. So, you know, he had a very solid, dare I say, we were game we were manager yeah, kind well, of game. Well, we were efficient on third down. You know, we didn't get behind uh, the sticks too much, as they say. But when we needed to pick up, I mean, we were eight of sixteen. It wasn't like lights out third down efficiency, but I mean, that's eight first downs on third down plays. That's got to yeah, count and, for something. And in large you know? part because we we kept it to third and short for a lot of the yeah. game as well. Yeah. We we were on schedule, and a lot of that credit goes to someone we've talked about a lot already, who is. Kevon Lee, he had what 136 yards on the ground, you know. So he broke 100 yards rushing. Um, just he he had great vision on the day. Um, we talked about this earlier uh, before we hit record, Tom. That that we really think Kevon Lee is player of the game for Penn yeah, State. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, Parker Washington is like a one you know, B maybe. Yeah, runner um, up. Uh, but you the know, emergence but, of yeah. Isaac Lutz also is a very interesting, you know. Well, let's talk about the receivers in a moment, right? Because I think that's something to talk about as well. Um, You know, not just uh, on this game, but on the season. But but nonetheless, Kevon Lee. Here, what I saw from him that I haven't seen from our backs, you know, which I expected to see until Journey Brown turns up being out and Noah Kane goes down. But we had tackle breaking. We had vision. You know, we had good decisions on the running back. Uh, position today where you're getting positive yards. I, I think you said Kevon Lee only had one negative play all day, and that was the one. It's when he that was the one where he's sort of the turf monster, turf monster right? Yeah. So, so I mean, that's 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 really really awesome to see. And again, those two bounce outs to the outside when the the middle was stuffed. That we haven't seen that kind of play. And then there were a couple of really solid runs up the middle where he, you know, took a hit. You know, going through the line and it didn't knock him down, but he kept his feet and got and same with you know, seven, Holmes eight, too. nine he, yards, right? Just tough yeah, running, you know, and that kind of thing. We, we said this earlier, um, one of the earlier podcasts. Um, uh, Franklin talked about what's it going to take to get the running game going, and he talked about how like the line and the running backs feed on each other when things start clicking. And I think you started to see that there was some push on the offensive line, and, and both the the line and the running backs really w- w- came to the running game with a lot of determination on Saturday. I thought, and again, something uh, that that we've seen flashes of, but today it sort of came together. Hats off to Kevon Lee for uh, for a huge breakout game. 
Yeah, I mean, when you run the ball like that, you have you you get the ability to control the clock, and you get the ability to wear the other team's defense down. And I think we controlled. I mean, I I I want to. I think it was like thirty eight minutes or something like. Yeah, that. it was almost forty minutes of the game. We controlled the clock, and I think we ran either twenty one or twenty nine more plays than than Michigan ran. That's you a big that, deal. You put that on that their defense when we had those long sustained drives and took the, took a lot, lot of clock off the. You know, a lot of time off the clock. I mean, that's that's what that's what wins you the game. Those are things that win you the game. That and not turning the ball over. You got a recipe for success. Uh, you just keep that that churn, and you can you can start to to demoralize some teams. Um, you know, moving forward, we have three regular season, quote unquote, regular season games left. One of them being, you know, the final um, game of the week, uh, yeah, the Champions Week, whatever you want to call it. But that that game is guaranteed to us, barring COVID um, cancellations. So we have three games left before a possible bowl game, and you just really want to see them build on this this running game and this, yeah, this, this ball agree. control uh, attack because you have some teams uh, on the schedule in front of you that will be difficult. They will be difficult games in that we don't have it all figured out yet, but they are games that we can continue to build on what we are, have shown in this Michigan game. Yeah, I mean, it just it just felt like the running game was a missing component, you know, outside of the quarterback yeah, run. Totally. And, um you know, Franklin was asked uh, in the post-game press conference, you know, if there was anything he saw in Kevon Lee leading up to the game that that would indicate he was going to have a breakout uh, game. Because, of course, Kevon Lee got the start, so they're wondering, like, oh, is, you know, is there something happening? And Franklin said, no, he didn't see it coming. And he went wow. on to point out that, like, I mean, look, he, he these are the fourth and fifth guys on the depth chart going into the, the fourth season. Fourth and fifth – String right. running backs coming into the season so, are being so relied upon in right the, now. True freshmen. In the, right. In the fall camp, they were they were hardly getting any reps. You know, even and mind or, you, they didn't have spring camp to be working with. Exactly. Or Dwight Galt's um, you know, famed strength and conditioning program either. So I mean, these they, guys are like they are they are green. They are as green as you can get. Yeah, and you of know, course, Franklin says season. for both of these guys, they 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 knew they were talented guys. That's why they recruited them. They're you know four star running backs, you know, so that they felt really good about these guys um, coming into the season as as uh, just in terms of being able to someday contribute. But they they were only going to have bit parts to play in the in the plan of the season. Now all of a sudden, the top three runners you know, all of whom have plenty of game experience are all out and you're on true freshman running backs. This would have been the first week of practice that they would have gotten first team reps. You know, we really need to, <laughs> you know, it's great that they're playing well, but the, the real problem is what's our depth chart like behind them? Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's not much I, there. It's, it's kind of terrifying to imagine if one of these guys knock on wood gets injured. Well, I mean, you know, what's, we really the injury need to get back. <laughs> right. Well, the injury bug has just been, you know, just sort of insult injury on this team. And, and I just, you know, you hope, you hope. I mean, Will Levis would probably be the backup running back. <laughs> I don't know. You, Seriously. I mean, you just really don't know or what Parker you're going to get. Or Parker Washington or something like that. Like, yeah. So, so look, let's not uh, let's not game. The point game is, plan we that. need the point is we, we need, need Devin that. Ford to come back. Well, yes, I agree with that. Say. Yeah, and and we, as far as I can tell, haven't gotten any information on him. But you know, all that to say, um, Kevon Lee, a breakout game that no one saw coming. Uh, Michael Mennett did a post game, and and again, he was asked about Kevon and. And his sense was that, like, Kevon figured something out 
this week and, and you know that he's been a hard worker all season he's been you know he's got good good athleticism but like perhaps what happened this is again according to Michael Mennett he sort of figured out how the offense is supposed to work today and how to play at this level and so so if something clicked for Kevon Lee you know and if if this kind of performance can be repeated now who knows if it's just a one off but if it can be repeated that really bodes well for you know those, these remaining three games well, if it can, if it's you know, it's clicking for him. It obviously clicked some for the offensive line too, like you said, and so maybe it's like that kind of a his play could be a spark for this team, this offensive line, this running game, and then that could spread like wildfire. Like you know, Parker Washington's playing well. Jahan Dotson's a proven playmaker. Now we just need like maybe one of these young redshirt freshmen or true freshman tight ends to like you know, start getting involved in the passing game because they are definitely involved in in the run game. These guys blocked, these tight ends blocked very well um, on a lot of plays uh, for, yeah, for that, Kevon that Lee. Yeah, Sealing the edge, sealing the edge on some of these plays. That was definitely sort of a hidden uh, thing. And I don't know, I don't know why we didn't notice it in previous games. Maybe it wasn't there or maybe it's just because the plays didn't break that way. But there was very good downfield blocking from a lot of these younger wide receivers and tight ends. And I just want to say, you know, Parker Washington's emergence has been really, really awesome. But um, the whole wide receiving core actually this year, <laughs> I would say they're the one place on the team where, where we haven't seen disappointing results. They've actually played above balls. expectations. They're catching they're, balls. They're catching they're balls. getting open. Important balls. Yeah. So so um, th- that's been really fun. Uh, and to have someone like Parker Washington to compliment uh, Jahan Dotson is, is really exciting. I mean, we've had a couple years of, of like serious wide receiver inconsistency with catching balls. You know, it's maybe what two or three years, basically since Godwin left, more or less. Yeah, where you almost cringe when the ball heads their direction because you're worried about what's going to happen. I didn't feel that way uh, against Michigan. Like it was just I haven't felt that way this year at all. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. Not since it's just Jahan Dotson's been getting involved yeah. and Parker Washington. And not only can can these dudes catch the ball, you know, confidently it seems, uh, you know, yards after catch are, are happening for Parker Washington. He's made yeah. he made some real shifty moves against some of these defenders on Saturday. And it, it seems like, you know, we've got a really good one, uh, you know, one-two punch at wide receiver at the yeah. moment. And, and again, and Isaac Lutz showed up today, too, in a big way on the three catches he had. Two of them for, you know, big-time first downs um, where he made people miss. And it, it looked pretty good doing it as a redshirt Yeah, I think you're senior. asking yourself, who's going to be your three and four receiver right now? Isaac Lutz stepping in was great. I mean, I know Keandre Lambert-Smith was quiet this game, but he's had some good performances in weeks uh, prior so uh you know it's just it's it's a really positive development that that our wide receivers are you know maybe there's a turning of the tide there um on that you know on that squad um you know another thing I feel like we th- saw this um game was a, a very solid offensive line performance um, along with the tight ends, they were getting push. They were opening up those holes. They were protecting Sean Clifford. Only gave up one sack. Only gave up one negative running play. Two uh, that, two tackles for loss. Um, so they they didn't. Okay. Yeah. They apparently they had two tackles for loss. One was a sack. And I think I think they do credit Michigan with with um, uh, keep on Lee falling down monster, yep. potentially. So um, uh, you you told me. Uh, 
earlier that that they had 10 snaps with six offensive linemen. So, yeah, you know, State obviously did. Penn State really, really wanted to get the running game going, and, and they we, did. Basically, it was Will Le- some of these, like, designed run Will Levis plays. They had six uh, offensive linemen being Juice Scruggs on the outs- outside of the tackle, and, and it was typically, I think, on the right side of the line, if I remember correctly. So so, so I think that's – but that's a – I mean, the, 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 the line play I thought was really positive – um, and and a lot of credit to those guys for you know doing what they needed to do um, so that the skilled players behind them uh, could could go to work. Um, you know, real I, quick, I just want to I just want to say, yeah. um, you know, Joey Porter got injured in the second quarter. You know, we were a little worried about that because he's he's shown himself to be our best um, cover corner. He shows so he has shown himself to be one of our mo- most consistent defenders. Um, so it was really concerning watching him go down, but he he did end up returning and did end up making uh, impacts in in the passing game. Which by that, the way, they that was a really positive sign. Because when he went down, I was really worried. We're thin. In our we don't have three Castro right Fields still. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, but you know, there's another theme for the game. I think that although we got gashed in the run game, um, and and we weren't playing against a, a particularly good passing attack, although Cade McNamara did get passing going against Rutgers, we we kept their passing attack in check. And I, you got to give credit to a very young, what is now a very young secondary. To really shut them down, uh, we gave up one long pass. Young, co- play. young corners. I think both are. I think both are. Um, yeah, sure. That's good seniors point. this year. Yeah, right. Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker and, and um, Lamont Wade, um, but our young cornerbacks, they really stepped up. They made it tough on those receivers, tough on the quarterback, and and you know again that was a difference maker in the day that we didn't give up a lot of yards in the air. I think the safeties made some critical errors in the run game. Uh, I know Wade shanked on a couple of uh, yeah, yeah, a couple but, of tackles, but um, in the passing game, the secondary yeah played yeah. really well. So now look, we played a bad Michigan team. <laughs> yeah, can't okay. stress that enough. We can't. We didn't just win the Super Bowl. We. <laughs> but we still struggled in the red zone. Okay, we you know we came away yardage. with two field goals where we should have come away with you know I think we need to be able to get touchdowns in those situations against a better offensive team. Getting field goals where we where we're inside the twenty is is again gonna. Uh, be the sort of thing that will lose us the we game. We still made some untimely penalties. That, untimely that, penalties. You know. Some of the same themes. Some of the same mistakes that we've seen week in and week out. I mean, special teams play has not been great. Other than that, you know, recovery on the muff punt. You know, our punting game has not been dominant. Uh, we have vi- virtually no return game. We had a holding call on a punt. We kicked the ball that, that out of bounds. Um, you know, on two twice, separate twice occasions on, kickoff. on the kickoff um, and some game management issues, you know, that just felt like, uh, you know, the kind of things that, you know, again, against a better opponent in a closer game, you know, are the things that are going to lose you the game. So, you know, part of what I find myself asking, you know, the pessimist in me, the quote unquote realist, did Penn State win this game or did Michigan lose this game? Because we certainly did some of the things that we've done in the past that could have been detrimental. We just weren't facing a, an opponent who could capitalize yeah, on them. I think I think we did what was necessary to win this game, um, given the mistakes that Michigan 
made to allow us to. So I don't want to, I, I definitely, it's, I, I can't put too much on, on our team's ability to seize victory uh, decisively. They did things that were very important to, to be able to kneel on the ball in the, at the end of the game. Like, but there still were enough things that we weren't doing right that still allowed Michigan to be within three points in the fourth quarter. So yeah, um, yeah. So you know, so, Mich- to me, it's Michigan's inability to to play you know tough football, uh, three phase football, which led to our victory. Yeah, so it gave us an opening, but again, on the plus side, uh, we did seize the opportunity for their mistakes, and we did see some things that we haven't seen in weeks past. Um, one of those is that we held tough when the momentum swung in their favor. We either sure. answered with yeah. a score or we, you know, got a stop when we needed a stop. Um, you know, we we played with enough heart and pride and focus uh, to do what we needed to do in crucial moments. So that was one thing I saw that, I, at least on the field, I hadn't seen before this season. The second thing, and we already mentioned it, we did not turn the ball over. To me, again, right. the single biggest development for this team to have a a game where we did not turn the ball over. Uh, we didn't get a lot of turnovers. Um, we it, we were just plus one, but that plus one was enough uh, sure. to, to get us in the win column. And I would just say in general, execution was ever so slightly better across the board. It definitely was an improvement. We have, we definitely improved, you know, in this game from all our other games. There's no, there's no questioning that. No like, way. We like definitely Mennett, have seen improvement across like the board. Like Michael Mennett said of Kevon Lee, I would say of the whole offense, really, it seems like we figured some things out. Now, to me, the big question is, how much, Tom, does this – performance on Saturday against Michigan signal a turning of the corner for this team going forward. Is this a turning point for us or is this just sort of a one-off against a struggling, suffering Michigan team? Well, the way I see it, um, you've got to look at it like it's a turning point. You got Now, you got to look at it like it's a turning point in the sense that you can build off of this, not in that you've arrived. You know, I, I, I think, I forget who it was, but one of the players basically uh, after the game was, I think it may have been Shaka Tony, um, and maybe I'll put in the show notes if, I, if I'm wrong on that. But he basically said, you know, don't go out there celebrating like we just, you know, won the season. And he's like, and and keep your discipline when it comes to getting COVID because, like, we, you know, we still got games to play and we don't want to ruin what we got going here. That's you know, true. Having I mean, a how game many... being canceled next week would just be a deflation yeah, for the I team agree. in terms of, like, getting some momentum on the season. Like, they, they want to play these games and show that they can can finish the season strong. I guarantee and of course, they're thinking about finishing strong right now. I, I would expect so. Um, you know, and, of course, we're seeing around – college football and the NFL uh, so games many being games. canceled so left and right. Games. You know, I mean, the Denver Broncos played without a quarterback uh, for crying they out loud. A practice squad wide receiver playing quarterback for them that 
completed more interceptions than completions to his own team. I mean, uh, and like, I mean, that, you got to ask, what if you got to ask, what is the NFL thinking having that game go forward? That's, what if we lose Kevon Lee to COVID? Like, right, we, we've had right. so many false positives that have put kept our players out of practice. And what if you get one Saturday morning? Like, you, what if you lose the key players right before the game? Like, you got to be smart. You got to, you know, and, and you know, and really, you know, you got to, I think they had practice yesterday or at least film day. You got to be ready to figure out what you did wrong and correct it because yeah. I think we're going to get, I mean, I'm not trying to look ahead right now, but we got Rutgers and this is not, this is not the same Rutgers team that we're used no, they're to gonna, They're going to put up a lot of fight. I they, think they're they going to put up more fight. They want to knock us off. I, they, yeah. I agree. I think we're going to see a better uh, effort against uh, Rutgers uh, yeah. Than 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 by Michigan, but yeah, the um, fighting Greg Schiano's are a step above the fighting uh, Jim Harbaugh's. <laughs> seems like it this year. I mean, they you know they took them to triple overtime, so you know yeah, Michigan that won. Was... But trust me, Rutgers has I think Rutgers has more more to play for. Yeah. They feel like well, they have nothing and nothing to lose. Kind yeah, exactly. of mentality. Um, well, look, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I, you know, I, sure, sure, it, sure, sure. Just sure, back sure, to sure, that sure. COVID theme, though. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, it, you know. The the other kind of in, on the college ranks, you got Ohio State, you know, oh. wondering whether they're even going to be eligible to play in the Big Ten. The Big championship Ten championship. Game. I mean, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and Ohio State might. Wisconsin already is ineligible. Ohio State's about to be ineligible. And, and again, um, that's because like Ryan Day is is COVID positive. They you know they they lost out the to that ten days. <laughs> they lost out to that um, Maryland uh, on that Maryland game because of Maryland issues. But now there are issues they on the Ohio outbreak. State team, and um, so you know people are saying you it's know, at, at least two games typically that have been canceled. And if yeah, they, Kirk, if they, Herb Street thinks they're out two games, which would put them under the mark. Yeah, for, so, for contention for the Big Ten championship. Now again, and, are we going to get a little bit of a you know? Well, they already, of those they rules, made, or? they made rules that right. everything is going to if if they if those rules hold true, yeah. and they stick with those rules, like Ohio State, like it's almost impossible for Ohio State to, to make the Big Ten championship game. I think they would need to like, I think it's an there would need to be like number of games, five or ten games canceled between now. No, and there's the like twelve games left, and I think ten of the final twelve games of the would Big Ten would need to be canceled. That, Something yeah, like that, like it's not happening. So it likely is not. So so it begs the question, right, Andy? Will the Big Ten do whatever they have to do to make a better Big Ten championship game happen? And really, more importantly, like first of all, I, I find that to be ridiculous to make exceptions for a team like Ohio State just because you know they need to get into the Big Ten, you know, the Big Ten slot for the college football playoff and all that kind of stuff, you know, because because Northwestern just went down undefeated. Northwestern got beat by Michigan State. Yeah, people were talking about them being the dark game. horse, right? Yeah. But, so um, now the Big Ten doesn't have their dark horse run the table nine and zero Big Ten champion. <laughs> after they allegedly would beat an Indiana team in the Big Ten Championship. So I'll be really irked if um, the new commissioner, <laughs> Kevin Warren, and the, the new yeah. Big Ten brass shift their goal, their you know criteria to allow for, you know, the evil empire that is Ohio State uh, to, to get to snake their way in under these new rules, some sort of new rules. But it, be- it really begs the question, Andy, do, would a 5-0 and or 6-0 and um, Ohio State team be get selected picked, picked in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, 
look, here is one of the benefits of being one in five is that we're not worried about all that. And we can sit back and just laugh at all the all the when else are we supposed to talk about it? I mean, you know, like people are talking about, oh, you know, Notre Dame's going to kick Clemson out if they, you know, and and that opens up a spot for Cincinnati or, you know, Texas A&M, one loss Texas A&M. BYU or. Right. So, you know, bring on the chaos in my book at this point. Yeah, totally. totally, So, you know, I, whatever. I mean, to me, either way it goes, it's sort of a win-win because either. Either the Big Ten shows themselves to be who they really are, which is like a product of, uh, you know, or a manufacturer of Ohio State championships, or you know, Ohio State gets their hopes dashed for, <laughs> you know, off the field. That's what issues. I want. We need I mean, we yeah, need Ohio State to to, you know, I'll tell you I'll tell you what was special about be- winning against Michigan. It's a it's a twofer. You know, we yeah. we beat we beat J- James or J- Jim Harbaugh at the Big House, and that's one of our recruiting rivals. Yepper. You know, and if we can put the nail in the coffin for a team like or for a coach like Jim Harbaugh, you know, what if James Franklin's victory over him was the the nail in the coffin for Jim Harbaugh? We're putting Michigan. We're setting helping set Michigan back. You know, on the recruiting trail. Which is something that we desperately need to do to yeah, our rivals, like Ohio State's been doing to us for the last couple exactly. Years, right? <laughs> like so, this win is a is a twofer in my yeah, opinion. definitely, definitely. Well, but you know, so anyway, getting back to what you had said, just in terms of this team remaining disciplined and not succumbing to COVID, yeah, and and getting back a on, chance to play for the for the last couple of games, um, there is a lot to play for, and um, one of the things to play for is just. You know, have we done it? Have we turned the corner? Can we put together a couple of wins? And I think the teams that we're playing in Rutgers and Michigan State are they're beatable teams. You know, yeah. now they're they're also losable teams. We could certainly easily lose both of these two games if we Agreed. go back to doing what we had done at the beginning of the season. But imagine like going into that final championship week on a on a several game winning streak. The team is putting it together and and maybe a win there. You know, puts you in uh, the conversation for going to a bowl game and actually finishing the season and five and five. Five and five. I mean, and, it's it's you know, within on a your five reach. game win streak, dude. Five game win streak will matter to to the recruits too. You it know? will. Like, you know, to having back to have overcome the adversity like yeah. they did. Now, you know, one of the things that I think we and we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and saying, look, you got to abandon everything you've done up to this point, and you know it's obviously not working. Get you know back to square one, try anything, and you know that's not what these coaches did. No, they. That's what a fan would suggest. That's yes, what an idiot right, fan would suggest for anything. But we are desperate. In we some were. ways, in some ways, this provides a, a slight glimmer of a vindication for that process that that through the adversity the, the things that Franklin has been doing all along uh, are, are still what is needed to come out and and win football games and things perhaps click this week that if the the team keeps doing that they can put a couple of wins together and and it's not so much really for this year, but it's for next year, not just recruiting, but these guys who are on the team to believe, to trust the coaches, trust themselves, trust their players and set yourself up, you know, not for, you know, uh, you know, two win season after a one win season, but rather, you know, a 
11, 12, 13 win season after a five win season uh, because you believed in yourself. You found something out about yourself. Young players got really meaningful experience. Leadership was developed uh, and a team came together. That's how mean, leaders are, are formed absolutely. In, in, these, in this adversity. It's unfortunate that we didn't have you know, any high level leadership, you know, during these five losses, you didn't really see signs of it, evidence of it, but, but moving forward through those five losses and in this one, win, you be, you, the team will start to find their leaders and Kevon Lee could be one, you know, I mean, Clifford battling back and, and maybe, maybe proving himself moving forward. You know, he was, he's a two-time captain. He was a sophomore captain last year. Like, he should be able to, if you know, the team voted him captain. That's the kind of person you would love to see battle back and re reinvigorate this team and reinvigorate the 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 coaches, um, you know, trust in him and and the team's trust in him. So we really hope to see it. We really hope to see some leaders really come to the front and the cream rise to the top. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Clifford um, had a really interesting uh, post game interview. Um, you know, one of the things he said was that he felt like the old Sean Clifford. He felt like felt, felt like his old self. Um, you know, and I think asked, we, yeah, they asked him if he ever doubted himself. He said, "No, I've never doubted myself." Yeah, and then he expanded on that and said, um, "You know, I, I trust my team. I trust my you know my my coaches. Um, I, I put in the work. I see the work my team puts in, and no one's ever going to change my mind about that." And, and it was so emphatic the way he. He he stated that the the person who had originally asked the question, you can hear him at the end of the um, the interview, you know, the end of of that answer. The 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 interviewer said, "Wow!" Like it was just it was so emphatic from Sean Clifford, and, and you know, certainly, it, you know, I think there's a little bit of like fight in him in terms of like you all doubted me, I didn't doubt myself, but I think it does speak to the kind of leadership, um, you, you know. It, it showed up today on the field, perhaps some some of the stuff that's been there all season. But I think, you know, in terms of some of the other leaders, right, you don't have Journey Brown anymore. You don't have Micah Parsons anymore. You don't have Pat Fryermuth anymore, you know. And, and so there are some other leaders that that have needed to step up both on the field and behind the scenes. Um, and and maybe we found, you know, the start of something, Um I really well. So, so real quick. I mean, yeah. speaking of leaders, I mean, who is our leader? Who is the? It's our head coach, Jim James Franklin. Yeah. And at the end of this game, you know, he looked a I, little more animated, didn't he? Yeah. Well, his <laughs> post game press conference. You know, he was like speaking cathartically about, you know, like, hey, he's like, we've been telling you and sh- trying to tell you you know how this team is going to get over the hump and we did it we got over the hump we got this little monkey off our back yeah, and i'm so proud of our guys for yeah, all the work i mean put he, in and, yeah he you could tell he was happy and he could tell yeah. it filled his like emotional cup like, yeah truly definitely. so if you don't think franklin just he like it, it, he's been going through tough tough times like it's obvious and and you know we don't wish that upon him but it's just been true that he has been, you know, being away from his family, you know, having a tough year, five losses piling up, you know, he's down, team's down. Like this is, they needed, like I said before this game in the pregame to the, the Michigan game, uh, you know, this was a must win. This was a must win. And, and I think 
that doing it at Michigan, first time we've beaten them since 09, it's like Franklin's first victory against Jim Har- Jim's Har- Jim, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. It's just he needed or his first win against Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, excuse right. me, you know. And and he needed to work self- it out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> these Jims and Jameses, I'm sorry. So, um he needed to win this one for himself as much as the team needed to win this for the team. Yeah, this was the battle of the embattled coaches. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of these teams was going to walk out of there having sort of notched an important win against a respected opponent, and another one was going to walk out with a lot more questions and answers. And, you know, I, I don't know about must win in this. I mean, in the sense they've it was. all been really I'm must win you. since <laughs> since the Ohio State lost, I feel. Like, you know, you sure, know so so. Was this one any different than the others, other than like sort of? If you lose inc- this game, you you struggle to find meaning in the rest of your season. You I, really again, do. I feel like that. I don't feel like that's necessarily been any different than these other last. You know, I'm last talking three about losses. it in the sense that it's you're playing a high a marquee name like Michigan. Sure, this is the game you need to win to really be to like have a chance okay. to to sort to, of yeah to turn feel the, that turn emotional. Things. For the Lose. rest of the season, because if you if you just win <laughs> Rutgers against great. Rutgers, right? Yeah, yeah. So I hear like, what I'll, you're saying. There. Maybe you win a tough match against the Fighting Greg Chianos. I'll say it a thousand times. It's good, but maybe it maybe you win a tough mascot. match. But but beating Rutgers isn't gonna feel like beating Michigan in the Mich- in the Big House. Yeah, like it just yeah, isn't the same. Yeah. So you yes. you need that like that. Here it is. That you know we tasted victory off of the you know the. You know the backs of of Wolverines, you know, in their home. Yeah. And so you get to take that momentum and that you know confidence and go through and play these winnable games against tough, you know, opponents that are going to give us their best. I I totally presume Rutgers is going to throw the you know kitchen sink at us, and I totally presume that Michigan State is going to fight for their lives against us. And and they'll be tough tough games. Yeah, and, these are. But, but these without are not this games. Michigan win, we don't have the confidence to do to go play those teams. Well, and I think confidence is a is an important word, um, and it's something that the 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 players have struggled to express confidence. And then they've talked about even it the, the coaches. Post, I yeah, they've play. talked about it in the post game. But their demeanor has not been one of confidence, either on the field or you know in the press conferences, and um, you know to have that sort of vindication that you know if you do the right things and you keep putting in the work and you stick with uh, your coaching and you and you stick with the process that it will show up and and we can get the win, you know I do think that that is a confidence builder going into these next two games. Now, of course, we need to repeat that. You need to see, number one, no turnovers, uh, that that will continue. You need to see the running game continue. You need to see you know, the defense start to uh, plug the holes on the ground. And you know, we'll do a full... Uh, Rutgers preview um, in the next couple of days, so we'll get a sen- chance to see. Okay, what exactly does this team actually look like that we're about to play? But um, you know, I-, I think you see the start of something. I- what I-, I love that this offense can hold on to the ball. I love that this offense can uh, dominate time of possession. I love that this offense can can grind out yards. Those are all really really cool things that. If we can continue to put it together, get 
first downs and short yardage situations. If we can, for crying out loud, get in to the end zone when we're in the red zone. You know, these are things to build on. If we can turn the passing game into a full-blown threat at at any given time with a deep threat somewhere. I think that's what this – I think that's what I'm going to be looking forward to, you know, when we talk about Rutgers, is can we break out a deep threat against Rutgers? And, and, you know, mix that in with a power – you know, ball control running game and a, a a ball control passing game, and then you know, Dot Dotson has proven he's been able to get down the field. Can we? Can Kirk Sharaka figure out how to exploit some of these defenses now that he's got some other pieces starting to really click a little bit? It would be great to see. There's a lot to build on here, but you know, I, I think we can end this podcast today. Like we ended our conversation. <laughs> Uh, right after the game, which is one and zero, baby. One yeah, and one and zero. We got the undefeated. Win. It, undefeated. It feels good. It feels good. It feels like there's hope for the first time this season since uh, since we lost Ohio State. Feels like since we lost to Maryland. Feels like we got something to look forward to this coming week. And uh, I'm excited to, to talk about Rutgers at our next game. We'll do that. Um, Rutgers is going to be. Uh, playing Penn State at noon uh, this coming Saturday. We'll tell you more about that game at our next podcast. But until then, it always starts with I love you. And it ends with I love you. Love you, bro. Want to know, undefeated Penn State. Penn State. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys Hope soon. Hope we do it again. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do we close out a winning podcast? Let's just keep no talking until, until the okay. game. Yeah, just well, I'm glad you 72 said that because, no. a, because apparently, <laughs> by the way, an NFL referee just came out and said that batted ball fumble was called absolutely incorrectly. So <gasps> No. Yes. All wow. right, folks, you take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that and more in a couple days. Until then. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Blue and White Brothers. Join us next time for another great episode about Penn State football. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Be sure to hit subscribe before you go. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review with overwhelming words of adulation and praise. 